Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 4th of February 2022, including Amazon Prime Video's Reacher, starring Alan Richson as the iconic vigilante hero, and Now TV's three-part Janet Jackson documentary, Janet. And we'll also be looking at the rather brilliant Pam and Tommy, the star on Disney Plus series about the infamous Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape, and Apple TV's kidnap thriller Suspicion, starring Uma Thurman. But first in, what is in the news? Cynthia Erivo will star in Netflix sci-fi film Blink Speed about a woman who has a near-death experience and discovers she has a strange new ability. What else is in the news, Hannah? Um, well, um, Tim Allen um, will be in Disney Plus' series The Santa Claus and he's at, the actor is reprising his role as Santa's stand-in Scott Calvin from the original 94 movie. I have to talk about this because you know what I'm like with a, with a Christmas film and all that. Um, now in his 60s, Scott is contemplating life away from the North Pole and searching for someone to replace him. It's one of my favourite Christmas movies. I think it's an outstanding week this week, Hannah. Uh, we've got four great offerings for you. We're going to kick off with a new series arriving on Amazon Prime Video. It's called Reacher, and here's a clip. Jack Reacher, past deceased, retired army. Bronze star, silver star, and a purple heart. What in God's name is a guy like that doing in Margrave? What's a guy like that doing in jail? Zip ties? Cuffs didn't fit him. So, Hannah, I don't know if you're familiar with Jack Reacher, who is the creation of British author Lee Child, and he's been played by Tom Cruise in two action movies. Well, in the books, he's described as six foot five. <laughs> so Tom Cruise, unusual choice to play him. Now, Alan Richson, who is going to be playing him in this new TV incarnation, he fits the bill a bit more. I, I went to interview him uh, in a London hotel and the guy is he's physically very imposing. Um, and this series is based on on the very first Lee Child Reacher novel, which is called Killing Floor. So there's a kind of touch of um, First Blood, the first Rambo movie, about the beginning of it, because we have Reacher. He's never called Jack. He's always referred to as Reacher. He is very much the strong, silent type. And he arrives in this small Georgia town, gets off a Greyhound bus. He's got no luggage, sits down in a diner, to have a coffee and then immediately the cops turn up and arrest him for murder uh, so in order to clear his name he's going to have to solve the case himself that's kind of the setup the police won't leave him alone um, and although he's he's physically very strong and he frequently gets into quite vicious fights with like he's usually outnumbered he also has sort of crime-solving mind of someone like Sherlock Holmes. So he's a real mixture of brain and brawn. 
And I quite like the fact that uh, for about the first six or seven minutes of episode one, although he's in every scene, he doesn't actually speak at all. He's that kind of guy. He's a bit like a kind of Clint Eastwood, Western sort of anti-hero. Um, and yeah, he drifts around the country, getting into trouble, solving problems, a bit of a knight in shining armour. We get some flashbacks to his childhood growing up on military bases. And we, there are these references to something that happened in his past, which may or may not have been entirely good. So yeah, he finds out without spoiling how it plays out, he discovers that this murder case is kind of closer to home than he initially thought. But yeah, I really liked it. I think he's a really cool character. I think Richardson is is well cast in this. Yeah, I loved it. I've not seen the movies, but I thought he was he was great. And I really enjoyed it. What did you think of this, Hannah? Yeah, no, I think it's really good. I mean, it's quite action-packed, isn't it? But I mean, I think Alec Richardson, as you say, is a slightly, perhaps a better fit, um, no pun intended, to the role. And kind of reading through some of the interviews that he's done and where he's talked about taking this part, he was very keen not to watch Tom Cruise, um, which I thought was really interesting, actually, to kind of not see what's gone before and just to kind of do it how you want to do it. And I, and I, and I think he's got it about right. And I think if you did watch somebody else, then it would, um, it, I don't know, it sort of maybe colours your judgment slightly or, or makes you feel like you have to be like that person. So I think he brings something quite different, different to it. Not something I'd necessarily think I'd like, but yeah, I did. Yeah, and what's interesting as well is that it's got a lot of kind of Americana in it diners and motels and greyhound buses the reach of books he's traveled all over america in these books and yet it's a british author lee child who does live in america now but uh, he also was involved in the making of this series next up oh this is another good one (laughs) this it's on star on disney it's another new series arriving on wednesday the 2nd of february pam and tommy it is. Shall we listen to a clip? Because I'm very excited about this one. Please welcome Pamela Anderson. Did you know anything at all about Mr. Lee before you met him? I knew he was the drummer for Motley Crue. Did you find him attractive? I like to smile. I still do. We're so good together, Pamela. To everlasting love. Yes. So we've kind of been talking a little bit about this, haven't we, previously? And um, it's kind of been the it feels like it's been in production for what seems like forever. And and if you've been kind of keeping a close eye on the press, you'll have seen pictures emerging from this. So you've got Lily James playing Pamela Anderson and then you've got Sebastian Stan, who plays her husband, Tommy Lee. And if you cast your minds back quite a few years, you'll remember that. They were an incredibly famous couple at that time. And one of the first, perhaps, arguably, no, maybe not, celebrity sex tapes that that, that got leaked. But whereas these days we kind of see uh, sex tapes quite often leaked, it's online, it goes viral immediately. This didn't happen. Um, It was back in the 90s, uh, before that time. So this this has happened, or it it was stolen, um, from I think it was from Tommy Lee's house, and um, and then we, I, I suppose it was just copied, and then it, people bought it and it got out, and it is predominantly about the sex tape and how this couple um, kind of navigated that time and the difficulties they went through. But you got you get to see 
the couple's dynamic, how they are together. And this was a, this is a love story, but it was one of those very passionate kind of stories. I think they married something like four days after they'd met. Good idea. Yeah, good plan, yeah. It was inevitable that it would probably end, but these two had a, a real passion. And of course, this sex tape was was leaked. But the the horror that you see from Pamela versus... I mean, he, he was sort of a bit upset about it, but not really. He didn't worry too much at all. And that later came out and she just couldn't believe what happened. And still to this day, actual Pam Ranston stands by the fact that she has never watched it. But to go back to the, the people playing these parts, it doesn't take you very long to believe that Lily James is Pamela Anderson. I think she's absolutely brilliant. Um, she's absolutely beautiful in it. Pamela Anderson... Um, is is beautiful and and at that time when she was doing Baywatch and what have you you know she's just incredible um and again Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee really gets into that um he he, he was a drummer I think for uh, Motley Crue uh, Tommy Lee so he really got in he gets into the character really really well I think it absolutely absolutely delivers um and, and really fascinating what did you think Ian? I really liked it uh I must say I've only watched episode one, and certainly the tone of episode one is quite comedic, isn't it? And appropriately for a drama about a sex tape, it starts with Tommy Lee designing this new kind of sex room in his yeah. Malibu mansion. It's got, like and, a, it's got like a pole dancing yeah, uh, pole that's in there, right. hasn't it? And Seth Rogen, who looks very different, he hasn't got his beard and he's sporting a large mullet and this is such a the true story is so weird he plays this contractor who's um an electrician and carpenter who has a falling out with tommy lee he decides to break in and and steal some valuables because tommy lee won't pay him for the work he's done one of the things he ends up with unexpectedly is this tape and weirdly he has connections with the porn industry so the story goes off in that direction we don't really see much of of pamela lily james in episode one but i thought sebastian stan uh, was was an absolute hoot as Tommy. He just he just wanders around a little posing pouch, doesn't he? He's got all the tattoos and the piercings, and he keeps playing with guns and things like that. So he was great. Um, yeah, it was fascinating. I mean, I think Pamela Anderson has dissociated herself from this, and you can understand why in a way because she was affected, I think, much more adversely for it for kind of sexist reasons, really. Whereas kind of for Tommy Lee, it just enhanced his his sort of bad boy image. Yeah. Yeah, so the tone is quite comedic, but yeah, I found it absolutely fascinating. I really enjoyed it, and I I will watch the rest. We have another new series. This one is on Apple TV+. Plus. It's an eight-part thriller arriving on Friday the 4th of February. It's called Suspicion, and here's a clip. Young guy, Leo Newman, gets packed into a suitcase by a masked gang. NYPD flags four suspects. Catherine Newman, I cannot imagine what you're going through at the moment. I love my son, and I want him back. We're being set up. Why us? I don't know why. What do we have in common? We're all British, and we were all in New York on the day Leo Newman was kidnapped. We do get quite a lot of shows that are based on Israeli series, don't we? And this is another one. So it stars Uma Thurman 
And it's very much a, an Anglo-American story. It's a fascinating setup. So it begins with some CCTV footage of a young man being kidnapped by this gang who are wearing masks of the British royal family, weirdly enough. It's in a hotel corridor and they bundle him into a suitcase. And this footage, well, again, we've been talking about things going viral. This footage goes viral. So that's in New York. Back in the UK, who'd have thought that Uma Thurman would appear in a series that featured Peckham, just down the road from me, and New Cross? Anyway, we come back to the UK. Georgina Campbell, who was in that won an award for Murdered by My Boyfriend, that brilliant drama. She is playing a woman who's about to have her wedding in southeast London. She's just been to America. Uh, there's a, an Oxford Don who also has been to America. There's a, a guy who works in Southall. He works in IT and his girlfriend's family run a carpet firm. Meanwhile, we see an incident on a plane uh, arriving in Belfast. Well, I won't spoil it by saying exactly what happened. So... It's an intriguing setup because all these Brits have been to America and you realise quite quickly that they're kind of under surveillance and by the end of episode one, they've all been rounded up because uh, they're under suspicion for this kidnapping. Now, you may have noticed, Hannah, that recently we've had a bit of a Truman Show uh, connection going on. So we, we've had Laura Linney from Ozark. She, of course, played Truman's wife. We've also had Natasha Macalone in Hotel Portofino. She played uh, Truman's girlfriend. Well now, hold the phone, we've got Noah Emmerich, who of course was Truman's best friend. He's playing a, a US law enforcement person who is brought in to help this successful American businesswoman, Catherine Newman, who is played by the one and only Uma Thurman, um, to investigate the case. I found it gripping, I liked the switching between the UK and America. I thought it was an intriguing premise, intriguing setup. I love the cast. It's very suspenseful and I can't wait to find out where it's going. And the best moment, I think, in episode one, apart from the CCTV, which is really well done, this poor woman played by Georgina Campbell, she's arrested at her wedding. So you've got these great sequences where... She's walking down a corridor in the police station and the policeman is holding <laughs> holding her dress, a train. And then, of course, when she's having her mug shot done in the police station, she's in full wedding regalia. So lots of nice little touches like that. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Really good. What did you think, Hannah? Yeah, I really liked it. I think it is gripping and it is quite gritty. And I, and I do like the premise of it. But I think the one thing that's really freaks me out is when you have to prove you prove that you're innocent so you know they're all suspects that you know they're all under suspicion and they have to prove their innocence and that's quite sort of a that's a change isn't it in the way we think you should you're innocent until proven guilty you've got to prove your guilt but these people are trying to prove they're innocent and actually if you've ever had to try and do that not in this quite severity, I'd hope. But if you've ever had to prove that you're innocent over something that wasn't true, it's actually really hard to do. And the more you try, the guiltier you look. Sounds like, <laughs> and, um... sounds like you've got a story to tell, Hannah. <laughs> no, not at all. Not on this level. But it's, it's really funny when you accuse someone and you become really emotional because it's not true. It's not true. The more you say it's not true, the more, the more it 
sounds less authentic and credible. So no, I, I really like this. Uma Thurman, great. I, I love the fact that it's sort of, like you say, it kind of, you've got the American part, you've got the UK part, and it kind of, I mean, it's, it, it seems to me like an awful lot of money has been uh, ploughed into this, and, and, and it's obvious. Okay, well, we're going to finish off with another series, this time on Now TV. It's a three-part, well, rockumentary, should I say, about Janet Jackson, and it's called Janet. Janet Jackson's many, many women. She's an empowered woman. She's a legend. She's a blueprint. She is a warrior. The greatest show woman. She's literally done it all. She is a lot of the image that is out today. Janet is very private. For her to want to open up, I'm flabbergasted. We do like these kind of music documentaries, don't we, Ian? But this is slightly different. So this marks the 40th anniversary of the release of Janet Jackson's first album. Um, and she's you learn a lot. So firstly, you, you learn so much about this person. But it's really, really interesting because I think we all sort of have very... Um, peppered knowledge of this family uh, the Jackson family and this really does unearth quite a lot because Janet for somebody who's been on the stage for as many years as she has is actually incredibly private and finds it really quite difficult so there are some quite hard bits to watch in here I think it is quite sad it's reminiscent of some of the documentaries uh, we've seen before with, with her brother Michael as well I think and it focuses quite a bit on on her father uh, and the control that that he had over the children and, and what they did and what, you know, he, he had a vision and he was very strict and they had to do it. It's also got a load of new footage in there, which people won't have seen. So fans will be delighted by that, I think, too. Um, and kind of the scrutiny that she was under. And they, they do talk about uh, Michael Jackson. Um, she calls him Mike. And they do sort of say to her, you know, did you suffer during that period of time? And she's like, yeah, well, I was guilty by association wasn't I you know and and she really kind of felt the pinch and you then we saw we, we sort of see the whole the whole story from the very beginning right through till now including that sort of she did that kind of um it wasn't a comeback but she she did that big gig with Justin Timberlake at the 2004 Super Bowl and she had a I can't remember which one it was but one of her breasts exposed slightly by by Justin Timberlake and then afterwards it was very sexist he sort of came out quite well about it and she got a load of um backlash in fact she was you know her music was 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 kind of blacklisted um, by various radio and tv outlets as well so this has already had quite a lot of attention in the press hasn't it Hannah? because it's actually available via a couple of other outlets around the world before we get it on now tv so the things they've picked up on um particular that although she was close to michael she says that he was quite nasty to her on occasions calling her horrible names anyway i'm not particularly a janet jackson fan but when you read the, the stats i mean she is phenomenally successful you know she sold so many records and i think she's got the record for the most hit singles from one album i think the album was control i've only watched ep one and it starts with her going back to gary indiana which is where they lived when she was very small and she goes back to the family home and you know it's it's tiny it's two i think it's two bedroom i mean how do they all fit in there um and yeah, you, you're right. She kind of recalls her. I mean, everyone knows that the dad was very strict, wasn't he? He kind of 
groomed the band, got them together. What I found interesting was just watching footage of them, like their TV show, and and they were kind of like they they were performing in Vegas, and when they were all kids, and they were really good. But because of the Jackson Five and Michael in particular, in a way, she's been in in the shadow, hasn't she? Despite being spectacularly successful in her own right so there's lots of celebrity fans uh, saying how great she is including uh, Whoopi Goldberg Paula Abdul Mariah Carey it does delve into her private life a bit she is a mum I think she's been married a couple of times um so and, and yeah they do talk about the Super Bowl incident as well so I did find it interesting uh I, I learned stuff i didn't know but yeah particularly it's it just amazing to see the footage of the jacksons as kids performing and janet getting involved um on stage with them singing dancing doing interviews so yeah if you're a fan uh you'll you'll definitely want to watch it but i think anyone who likes music documentaries is going to get a lot out of this now we've got to that time hannah we've nearly got to that time when I ask you about your binge watching. But before I do, uh, I'm going to find out what Daniel Ryan, who appears in the ITV crime drama The Bay, which is on currently, and I have been following it. It's very good, set in Morecambe. It's about a family liaison officer. I had a little chat with him recently, and of course, I asked him what he was binge watching. Here's what he said. I mean, Succession is just yeah. top of the list, and then some more. Um, I'm a massive fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Um, I love, um, it's so nice to see Toast of London back on the yeah, telly. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. but and also I'm quite happy to settle down with a bit of Love It or List It with Phil and Kirsty. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's very varied in my house. Okay, Hannah, now over to you. I, I don't know if you also like to watch a bit of Love It or List It with Kirsty and Phil. Is that uh, your cup of tea? Oh, yeah. Yeah, love it. <laughs> I do. What, what else have you been... Uh, <laughs> it's true. What else have you been watching this week? Well, I finished Afterlife completely. That's it. That's done. That's okay. the end of that series. Um, and we discussed that last week. But also, I fancied, just fancy like something a bit light-hearted. So I was um, binge-watching um, Would I Lie to You, which always makes me laugh. And there's a load of new ones on there at the mm. moment. So, uh, yeah, I've been watching those. Best person on that, Bob Mortimer. Isn't he brilliant? I completely agree with you. And they can never, ever... They can never work. David Mitchell can never tell what it just can't possibly be true, but it is. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it makes me laugh so much. Well, for my part, I've been on Netflix this week. Now, this might surprise you. I watched series one of the documentary series Cheer, which is all about a cheerleading team at an American college. Mm. And I've got to tell you, it was really good. Uh, and I've also been going back to the very beginning of the American version of The Office, which is brilliant and every bit as good, I would say, as the British original, and it stars the wonderful Steve Carell. It's just great. If you've not seen it, check it out, especially if you love The British Office. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to what we are going to talk about next week. So what's coming up, Hannah? Um, well, Christopher Eccleston will be starring as Fagin in CBBC's Oliver Twist prequel, Fagin. And one of my favourites, Leslie Manville, 
plays a book editor investigating a possible murder linked to a mystery novel in the Britbox crime drama, Magpie Murders. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... What?